Um, Father in heaven, thank you for this morning, for your protection during the night. Thank you for your leading in our lives and for this opportunity we are here to discuss some things regarding outreaching and our mission in the whole world and especially in this community. Be with us, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay. Um, tomorrow, um, probably I am going to be dealing with um, the topic of the mission. And um, I don't know if I'm going to get the book perspectives, um, but it's, um, I've been thinking maybe um, to give you um, more detailed information in the bibliography at the end of the seminar, because at the end of the seminar, I'm going to put some suggestion um, regarding, regarding bibliography. But let me, let me start today in um, more like yesterday with, um, with a biblical reflection about our duties as a church. Um, uh, Lord Jesus, Gospel of Matthew 24, 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. In my parallel version, I choose to put <clears throat> a very, I will say, interesting other version um, regarding uh, King James or New International Version or New King James Version, um, that is the Vulgate, um, that is Latin. And, and here is the word, testimonium, as a witness, as a testimony. And uh, hey, good morning, good to see you. And, uh, and this, is, this is our duty as a church, to give testimony to everyone, in order that they might be able to know the gospel good news of salvation. And even though these were um, Muslims or whatever other um, uh, community of faith. Uh, let me tell you that not only the Islam is sometimes um, attached or uh, applying violence with people, I've been working with um, with um, um, community. They call themselves Sumi. They are up north um, in in Burma, and and they were oppressed and they were under violence of Buddhism, local Buddhist authorities. And um, sometimes it's, it's good to know uh, about that. However. My concern with um, Muslims is that the violence is in the Quran and in the Hadiths. And when you have that as an element um, in, in, in those sources, that, that is serious. And yesterday, we were beginning to explore how we might be able to outreach them. And, um, and I was put in a case in which if we are here, and here is the safe of our church, and here is a dangerous community 
Let me put this, whatever it is. And, and we are sending missionaries here. Sometimes these missionaries here are going to be in danger. So what we are going to do? Um, and I've been telling yesterday that um, sometimes some people, well, they say if, if a missionary is lost, we are going to send another missionary. And if they are killing, we are sending another and another. And I don't believe that. I, I, I share that. I, I don't believe that. So how we can do this? Well, at some point, these people are going to be out. Call them whatever you can call, okay? So when we are going to do witness, we are going to find them in a neutral place. And that is the point in which we are going to take advantage to give testimony to them. Because they are in, in our Western society, and we are going to give testimony to them. We are going to be safe. Nobody is going to be menaced or killed, except what happened yesterday in, in the uh, Bishop Airport here um, close to Flint. Um, I, I, I guess you know what happened. No. If, There was, there was a terrorist attack. Yes, a police officer was stabbed yesterday. It's in the news. He's alive. He's alive. He's well now. But, but uh, when, if you are in an airport and you hear someone saying, Allah Akbar... Okay? Protect yourself. Protect yourself. Or run or do something, but protect yourself because something is going to happen. Uh, because this is the screening before they are going to attack. Allah Akbar. That means Allah is great in Arabic. Okay? Yes, Yvonne. Just a quick question. You mentioned the Buddhists. Do they have a violent sect also? Well, they are. They, they applied uh, through the regime in Burma violence with certain Christian groups because Buddhism is a stake and, uh, at this point. But Buddhism is not a religion. Let me be clear upon that. Buddhism is, 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 is a kind of philosophy a way of life, if you can put it that. It's a philosophy. There are no gods in, in Buddhism. So uh, take care if you compare that with, with this. But regarding this, take care in, in an airport or in a place in which you are visiting, I don't know, if uh, Louvre uh, or whatever in Europe or a museum, you know, if uh, somebody you hear, um, take care. Because that means an attack is, is, is being or going on uh, or in process of. So, but, but coming back to the mission, when you are, because there are in this community, in the, we are calling here for the, an, an example the, from the Danger community, uh, there are people interested in the Bible. And there are people asking questions. And there are good people among them. 
And I do believe that, you know? But, and that is a neutral place in which we might be able to give testimony because this is in fulfillment of Matthew 20 and 14, 24, uh, 14. Um, that is important. Um, so I guess that this is a good way. And tomorrow we are going to explore other, you know, kind of visions regarding that. I'm saying this because here in the camp meeting we have people come and going and uh, you never know who is going to be the entire week. And, and that is the point, because somebody might say, well, there was no mission at all in the presentation. No, it's going to be, tomorrow we are going to, um, to explore and analyze the, the vision, the general vision of this. And, uh, and I'm taking opportunity yesterday and today to refresh minds regarding that. But also it's good to have information about the Quran, and that is the things that um, I'm doing, trying to give you a hint about the religion and the Quran. I am not an expert at all. I am becoming on the way off, but I am I'm not finishing yet, but I am trying because it is important that when you are progressing in the study and in the approach, you know where to tackle the essential things that um, are there. But one of the things that is very clear for me is that um, Quran and the Hadiths uh, inspire violence. And I am concerned with that. I am concerned. Because when you are, um, you know, repeating um, about the the hadiths and, and the verses of the Quran that concentrate in the violence, you are going to find um, results like this. Results like this. People applying violence. Think about what, what is the message? A police officer, Naville surname, here in Flynn, Bishop Airport, that is trying to take care of the people, take care of the order in an airport um, with a family that is fulfilling uh, the work and that, that is being stabbed with the name Allah Akbar. What, what is the rationale for that? Think about it. There is no rationale at all. Are you going to change society doing that? Our Western society, we are going to to submit ourselves, and we are going to say, we surrender. We are going to follow uh, Islam, and we are going to be disciples of Muhammad. Is this the result? No. What is no. your reaction, immediate reaction? Rejection. Immediate rejection. Not only of the person who is attacking, but of the philosophy religious or whatever philosophy that is behind that. So at, at some point, what they are doing is that they are killing themselves in the, in, from the missionary standpoint of view. Because what they are doing is telling the people how they are. 
But when you go to the Quran and you find the verses regarding violence, you are going to see, well, this is a serious thing. So what, what kind of world we want to create? Because we share with you that this, this is not a, a movement that is going to stop in a circle or in a country or in a geographical area. They pretend to reach the world. This is the world to reach with that kind of ethics? Well, it's up to you to think about. That are my question marks regarding this. And we were doing uh, yesterday um, comparisons and we were um, dealing about abrogation doctrine yesterday, and this is a curious teaching. How many of you are here first time? No, no, today, today. Okay, um, let me review this because um, this is in the Quran and teaches, and the Quran teaches abrogation doctrine. That means that a new shura chapter, revelation, and verses abrogate older teachings in the same document. And we were mentioning something that uh, uh, Cindy mentioned here, and uh, we were working in collaboration in certain sense regarding this. Shuras are, are the chapters are not in chronological order. So the abrogation doctrines is this, and we call the attention to this. We, plural, coming from a religion that says that is monotheistic. And here say, Allah is speaking by revelation, says we, and they deny the Trinity. So who is involved behind the we? Think about, you, you understand that? So say, we do not abrogate a verse or cause it, uh, it to be forgotten, except that we, again, so it's not wrong, it's repeated. So we bring forth one better that it is or similar to it. Do you not know that Allah is over all things competent? And forget this other thing because it's in another language. <laughs> Spanish. Yeah, that language that she repeated. <laughs> so the problem with abrogation, it is not if the contradiction um, either be on Allah or on the prophet or on the angel or on, or on the revelation, that means the Quran, but in a flexible criteria subject to interpretation because there are two elements to count with. Quran is not written in chronological sequence, an academic concept and popular belief sometimes in the uh, Islamic community are not in turn with um, the general teachings of the Islam. Some, some, you know, academics tend to be more intellectual and explain that Islam is not this or is not this, but the people, the people read and interpret the Quran literally. And the violence is clearly in the Hadiths and in the Quran. And that is part of the problems by which there is no easy solution inside this community. So here, Shura 9, and you can search that on the internet, the Shura, we were um, 
we were uh, talking yesterday and putting the emphasis in the, in the superscription in the shura, the, the head title of the shura. Every single shura or chapter comes with a general title. And this is the name. There are two things here that are outstanding. First, normally, every single shura starts saying, in the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most benevolent, and so on. You know? Everyone. Except this. This is called ultimatum. And no, in the name of Allah, the most beneficent and the most, uh, you know, magnificent and uh, merciful, nothing. There is no such a thing over there. The other problem here is what um, we were reinforcing. Like, um, Quran is not given in a chronological sequence. This is probably one of the last teachings in the Quran. Because it was written, according to their tradition, around 631, a year before the death of Muhammad. So if, if, think, if this abrogates all the president's teachings, what is what this is telling you? That this is active now. Yes. But this overimposed its authority upon the other that were given with, uh, you know, in the name of Allah, the most beneficent and the most merciful. So here, ultimatum says, here is the point. And the doctrine of abrogation, when you are in a judge, remember something. And, uh, and I am repeating this, sorry for those who were before. The Islamic religion is, um, is a theocratic stand of point here. It's, it's um, all the state, all the powers, all the functions, all the government are all aligned with the teachings of the Quran. So there is, here there is no separation of church and state. You understand that? So let me tell you something. This is a point that we need to defend uh, here in USA. Amen. And that we need to fight for. The separation, first the separation of religion and state, because this is a privilege, let me tell you. And this is in the Western society, in the majority, the majority of the countries of the Western society. Because in this kind of society, there is no charge separate from the state. And there is not a state separate from the religious power. It's all together. It's, the, it's all a community. So this is a fusion of power. And you need to take in account that that this is that what supersedes all the judicial power of, of, the, of that uh, state institutions and religious bodies. So this is, this is something 
that we need to take in account regarding that. Um, yes. Do they ever give an explanation why Surah 9 does not start out with Allah, the magnificent, the most peaceful, the most blah, blah, blah? Do they ever say, or is there ever a critique that says, well, wait a minute, every other Surah started out this way. Did someone sneak this in here? And I know that's heresy for them, but... There must have been someone along the line who had some sort of critique of that. Oh, no, there are. There are, but, but you know what is, what is going on? This is a very good question. All, all the people that is, um, and probably one of the best, or, or the best apologies are still coming, but are going to be speaking from the Western society to their society in, in the Islamic countries. When, when you go, if you go to the internet, you are going to find out certain things. And let me continue with that. And I'm going to get back immediately with that. You are going to see that some of the points regarding um, the issues in, in the Islamism are coming from London. Coming from London, England. From London, London, England. Uh, because there are Muslims in London that are, you know, refreshing, thinking, and understanding now the point of view from the Western society. Let me, let me say here something. And um, we are a product, social product, of the Western society. So our worldview, worldview, by which we think about heaven, earth, angels, God, philosophy, and so on, is coming from the Western society. But that society, they do have a different worldview. That's right. And that is important, you know. Um, if you want to, to read about this, I recommend that you go into the Amazon, Internet, whatever you... Um, buy for, from, or for, and get the book, um, Shame Sairi, uh, The Universe Next Door. The Universe Next Door. Shame Sairi. It's an excellent uh, treaty regarding this topic. And the, because what is, what is um, you know, what is, um, what is from our very free society um, in which we might be able to interact and think like, like this kind of expression. That they don't think, yes. Some of them might think, but what will happen if this thinking is expressed publicly? So, so you need to contain your thinking inside that society because if not, your life is at stake. And that is the point. Cindy and... What was his name, James? Sire. I guess it's this way. Uh, the universe next door. Well, Surah 9 is not the only violent... 
Oh, no, 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 of course. Is he saying like, well, someone slipped it in? There's well over 100. Oh, yes. Specific commands. Oh, yes. In the Quran to attack and kill anyone who is, is an infidel who they believe yes. who doesn't accept Islam. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, all written that's a, he fled to Medina. Yes, so that's the reason. All when he was in Mecca, and within five years he fled to Medina, and that's when he turned more violent. And all the violent ones were after he fled to Medina. And, and remember the Hadith, because in the Hadith, it's very clear. Someone asked him to Muhammad, uh, what is the, the, the best deed that I can perform? Uh, and he said, to follow Allah, okay? And what is the second? To kill the enemy. To apply the jihad. And that is- questions or you want us to all go? Well, if I'm going to take more questions, I'm going to be, I take, let me take a couple of yours included, and yes. Just a quick question. Do you know if the, uh, what is it, the governor of London? Is it the governor? Mayor. Anyway, the mayor. The mayor. The mayor of London, is he Islamic? Yes. 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 Understand. Yeah, I saw him for the first time, I wondered that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to be very careful when our ballots and votes. Watch out about that. Yvonne. What kind of, first of all, they're taught when they're very young, they have no ch uh, choice of conscience or ch uh, you know, freedom of choice. They're told that they must be viewed this way. I'm wondering if, if Mohammed came up with this religion and what is the attraction that so many blacks are accepting it? Like Cassius Clay became Muhammad Ali. What's the attraction of Islam? Because they believe that there's freedom. Well, um, I'm being taped. I'm being taped. And, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to enter into a um, very difficult situation here. But um, let me tell you two things regarding that. One is that they were outperforming us regarding prison ministries, for sure, for sure, for sure. They, no, they, Muslims, are outperforming us regarding doing missionary work in the prisons. Because if you are going to find where Muhammad Ali, uh, that was Cassius Clay before and became, you know, um, after his time. And all that kind of boxers that transformed themselves in jail from Christian background, evangelical, whatever, into Muslims, you are going, yes, you are going to find out that prison ministries is the kind of connection with. So they were, they were accepted and they were performing some kind of activity for them. So this is, this is a hint that we need to think about. So they are enrolling, engaging people, and um, also for ISIS, you are going to find that kind of thing. And there is, and there is another kind of social thing. Um, in Argentina and in South America, those who were um, involved 
from several um, activities with the guerrillas and against the power, they apply a name for them. They call mano de obra desocupada. Uh, people with no work in specifics. So they are, they are not doing anything. And they are engaging some kind of ideologies and they are being accepted and they are working into that line of activity because there is no other ideal thing for them in life. And, and this, is, this is a critic for us. Yeah, but 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 also but also but also there is a problem here, because we are having crisis in the transmission of values from one generation into the next, and that is part of our problem, and we need to to put that kind of things into the balance, because there there is a generational uh, that it, there is a link that is not being transmitted, you know? And, uh, and sometimes this is part of our problem regarding education, uh, system of education, and values. Well, this is, um, this is a good question, and I am going to enter into that in a moment. Um, yes, this is the founder. He is the founder. However, your question needs to be tracked into the elements in the society of Mohammed to see that there are elements in that society that probably nurture the vision. Um, let me explain this. And this is a theory. Of course, it's a theory. But when you, when you work a theory, you need to be certain that there are uh, some elements to work with that. Um, I've been saying before, uh, let's put a single individual here, and here is a society. Uh, this society has a world view. There are values. There are elements of religion. There, are, there is a system of economy. There is a system of certain philosophy. Um, there are uh, customs, customs, what you, you know, what you eat, what, you know, all, all, and we are all interconnected with these elements. When I was, when I was, when I was working in my dissertation regarding Mormonism, and I've been telling you that there are some parallels in between Mormonists and, uh, and uh, Mohammedans. Let me, let, me, let me see if I do have here 
Uh, let me just search these elements um, and to put that here, if I can find them uh, in order to here. And, uh, and these are them. Um, you are going to find that certain elements in Mormonism affecting the prophet are coming from all these, these elements. For example, when I was reading the Book of Mormon, one of the things that called my attention was that, um, you know, when you read version of the Bible, um, there are expressions coming from King James Version that are going to be um, inherited in the rationale in which you say some things. You follow what I'm saying? Because, of course, King James Version is not any longer your version, probably. I, I know that. And you don't speak with a Tao. Or, you know, we, you, you don't say that way in prayers uh, and so on, you know? But, but, but there are transitions that connecting phrases in the linguistics are, are very popular in, uh, in, in the society in which Joseph Smith were related with. And when you establish a linguistic parallelism between the Book of Mormon and the King James Version vocabulary in English, you are going to certainly find elements. And when you read a little bit of English, I commit a very big transgression in my life. I was born in South America, speaking Spanish, and learning Shakespeare in Spanish. You, 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 you know what it is to read the Quixote de la Mancha in English? It's the same thing. Don Quixote. Yeah, Don Quixote, but in English. So what I'm trying to say is the translation sometimes is a way of interpretation too. Don't doubt about it. And sometimes translation is not conveying the whole sense that is in the world view of the former culture. Because you need to translate well to understand the culture from, that is nurturing the logic and the thing of that. Okay, well, um, saying this, there is a phrase that is in the to be or not to be of Shakespeare, that is the figure of the traveler who starts a travel to the country where nobody came back from. That is a beautiful metaphor in English. Okay? And that, when you grasp that metaphor, I, I found reading in Spanish that metaphor. And I began to say, where this is metaphor coming from? Because I was reading the Book of Mormon. And the Book of Mormon quotes, I have that metaphor. 
And when the metaphor is strong, it's powerful, even, even you can read it from another language. Incredible, by the way. So what, what I'm saying with this, that when you were nurtured in a society, elements of that society are part of the elements. Here, here, one of the uh, fascinating things to me, you know, there are several. There is a prophet. There is a prophet in, in the Muslim. Um, there are visions and dreams. The, the revelation was through an angel, Moroni or Mormon, and Gabriel denounced other uh, religions' mistakes on the, the, the holy center, uh, Salt Lake City, uh, Mecca, you know. Uh, there is a kind of pilgrimage and denominational tourism. And, uh, and every time that you enter into a, um, a Marriott chain and a sub-Marriott and a sub-Marriott, you are going to enter into giving some um, offering to the Salt Lake City community at some point. Because when you enter into Salt Lake City, probably you are going to enter into a society that is completely interrelated. And that is the case in Saudi Arabia. It's quite fascinating, you know, the comparison. Um, how so? How so in, uh, in Saudi Arabia? What do you mean inter... Oh no, the, the TV channels all, all respond, uh, answers to the, to the vision of the religious vision of the Mohammedans or the Islamic. And it is yeah, it's, it's, it's very clear that. Uh, by the way, when, one of the things, when I, you, you know Pastor Deep Balak? Well, I, I knew Pastor uh, when, he, when he was in Salt Lake City, and I was going there to exp, uh, present something in Salt Lake City, and he mentioned, um, where, you, where are you in this moment, Pastor? He, he said over the phone, I am 20 years ago, ago approximately. And I say, I am here in this place. He said, no, don't worry. The city, no GPS in those days, the city is very clear. The center is a sanctuary. So first street north, first street east, first street west, first street south. So we are in this place. So the center of the city was the temple. Kaaba is almost the same here. So it's a world movement of a different gospel. One book, Quran, Book of Mormon, quotes the Bible. Um, according to them, according to them, announce the prophet. Um, similar structure, uh, chapters and, and verses, reinforce the prophet. Polygamy. Too many ladies here. I'm not going to speak about that. Uh, Anachronism and, and violence. Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's not interesting? But there's polygamy in Islam. Polygamy in Islam? Every man gets four. Are you making a joke, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, at, at this point, I, I guess I, I, I know you. <laughs> okay, yes. 
Okay, um, let's, let's go. Let's, let, let me go because if not, I don't know if tomorrow I'm going to finish. Satanic verses. Uh, the satanic verses are, are, um, are a section that is in the Quran that started a fatwa. And I need to clarify this. Fatwa is um, kind of um, prohibition uh, together with a suggestion of elimination. And in this moment, the fatwa and the elimination is about uh, around, I guess, $6 million. If somebody might be able or entitled to kill uh, Salman uh, uh, Rushd. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and basically, what, what he discovered is that um, these verses were given to the Prophet Muhammad as um, he confused revelation with satanic suggestion as divine inspiration. Salman Rushdie is the name. Uh, I'm going to be in a moment. So uh, this, uh, they, they do have some uh, theological explanation and um, they um, sometimes blame a transmission change that is the Isnats and the Isma, that is the doctrine of infallibility of Muhammad. By the way, the doctrine of infallibility is similar to the Catholic view of the infallible teaching of the prophet. So that protects, um, the Isma protect uh, the prophet from any error. So basically the point is that when you go to Shura, um, uh, 53, 19, 20. Um, there, you are going to find, with the intention to avoid opposition, as seen dimension from Meccans, Mohammed said that was proper to worship the daughters of Allah. And the daughters of Allah were Al-Lat, Al-Usa, Manat. And these were three divinities that worshipped the pre-Muslims Meccans. So you are going to see that the three of them are here. So here you have a quick element regarding the, the topic that we were talking about, the theory. At some point... At some point, there is influence in the prophet coming from the society in which he was related to in those days. Not only that, also the name of God. Also the name of God. Allah and the Kaaba were there. So these are elements in the local religion of the pre-Muslim society. You follow what I'm saying? So, so here there was a problem. 
Salman Rushdie is over there. That, that is a picture of him. And this, they discredit um, fundamentalist evangelical authors like Robert Murray and, uh, and other, Park Robertson, of course. And they attack Salman Rushdie and translators. By the way, if you follow this, uh, this issue, this is, is a terrible situation. They attack, and I understand that they killed one of the translators. They were not only with the translators, they were behind the publishers, the printing houses, and all the staff were doing editing of the satanic verses. What does it mean? Well, the first thing that you are going to say is, Pastor, you are at risk. Yes, because they do not accept freedom of speech, especially when you are beginning to advert, caution, and say something regarding this. You are going to be at stakes. And when they can, they have to destroy any archaeological piece of evidence before their own time. To do what? To destroy these elements. Remember something. What, what happened, and, and this, is, this, is in the, this is in the Hadiths, and that is, that is a problem because they alterated the Hadiths with the times. Why? Because it was a verbal communication, and a verbal communication sometimes can be easily translated, and the change the chain, excuse me, the chain of communication, it is, it is a problem with them. Why? Because, as I say before, there is not um, manuscripts, and there is not copies, and there is not a safe transmission in which you are going to say, well, here is the, the Quran, and in the Quran we have this from this century, and, and two documents from this, and this is coming from Persia, and this is document Persian 3, and this is document Iranian 4, or, or, or the name of a papyrus. Nothing like that. There is, there is none. So there are no evidences. And when, and when they enter into a place in which they discover something that alterates, change, or challenge the history that they are trying to perform for the future, they are going to destroy. You, you remember what happened with, with the two Buddhas? You, you remember the television? Uh, and this is a, a very clear demonstration. Very clear demonstration of what we're doing. Um, I don't know what, what was the country. If Afghanistan. Afghanistan, yes. And, and the Taliban bombarded and destroyed these two Buddhas that were, you know, like those Jefferson faces in the, in the face of the mountain. They deleted almost completely. They bombarded that and destroyed that. Why? Because they were destroying evidences that says here were a people that believe different. Look, 
To think different or to believe different is part of our world. And it's essential to grow together even with our differences. And we need to accept that kind of vision and, uh, or alternative in thinking, I will say. But they do not accept that. Yes. I, I'm not so sure. I would say the Taliban speaks for most Muslims. Most Muslims would disagree with the way that Taliban acts. Isn't that true? Well, the, the Taliban is one of the radical factions inside the Islam. And it's, um, and it's a strong uh, power. They are warriors. That, that, is, that is the vision that they do have. So... God himself in the Bible says, come and let us reason together. He wants thinking people. So I'll read about that, but uh, my vision of the, of the Taliban is that there are no pro-peace. And there is, uh, there is no alternatives under them. And, and this is going to give you a picture regarding that, because there is a kind of intolerance. Yes. Well, you know, um, in looking at what you've just said, now it makes sense to me because uh, ISIS is destroying all of, you know, we, we build on history. Oh, yes. And, and we build on it instead of destroying it, like you were saying. And I wonder why in the world are these people going around destroying all the relics of history? And now it makes sense. It makes complete sense. Ar ar archaeology... It's a kind of footnote of history. Because when you go to a place, for example, you believe in baptism by immersion, okay? Then you go to sanctuaries of Catholicism in the, in, before the, the middle, uh, middle Ages in, in Europe, are you, you are going to find in the Catholic churches that they were baptistries that were very deep and big. So Catholicism tried to put some kind of superstructure upon those things. But if you search, search, you are going to find the baptistry over there. And, and you are going to, to see and to demonstrate with that evidence that, that the Baptist in those days was not sparkling water, but was by immersion. Of course, you have a residue in the language. And the residue in the language is the word. Because baptism in Greek means immersion. <laughs> and that is, that is crazy, but that is part of the argument. Yvonne. Are you kidding? near the end of what you wanted to present to us today because I want to bring up something that I've been moved to tears when I saw the, um, the, the screen that the Mormons have a, a level of violence also. Mm -hmm. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. And oh, the reason I was yes. moved to tears is because both of our daughters came up through Adventist schools but have left the Lord. And the reasoning is because Religion has been the reason for all the bloodshed. And it's all just the work of Satan. All through. Uh, and and they, they just have rejected religion because of all the bloodshed and wars. Because of religion. 
Well, when you when you read the history, a lot of the young are. when you when you read the the history of the Mormons, you are going to find out the Danites, and there is information in the internet and the books and so on, and they applied violence. They applied violence. Let me tell you that the violence in which they applied probably is a little different from the Muslims. But uh, even though I've, I've been writing regarding the Mormons, I know, as somebody told me, that if, if I have a, a house in the area of Utah, um, my house insurance is going to be higher. If somebody discovered in the insurance company that I wrote against them, and um, because that is that is part of the protocol they, they applied for the resistance of the thinkers, and they burned the houses. And there is there is documentation regarding that, Ivan. Yeah. I just wanted to add something to a different approach and look at the. The Muslims very often give their children into Catholic schools. I have not even my neighbor presently. Their children, her children, have all gone to, through Catholic schools. Well, there is a point of connection, my dear friend, and one of the point of connection is Fatima, Portugal. You remember the miracle of Fatima? Okay, who is Fatima? Okay, Fatima, yes, is one of the daughters of Muhammad. And that is the reason why um, many Muslims enter into connection with um, Catholicism because they were wondering how in the world into a Portugal place that was under the influence of the Islamic uh, before they do have a name of one of the daughters of Muhammad and the Lord of the Christians made a miracle and that is part of the question mark of the Muslims and also this is going to tell you something that is quite interesting that the Catholics that are trying to over expand their vision in when you reach Assisi when, and you are going to enter into the cathedral, you are going to see a big wall, big wall, not so big like USA to Mexico, but uh, <laughs> big enough. And it's, uh, it's San Francis mounted coming back after the Crusades and in the wall is a written scripture saying Figli of Abramo, or Figli di Abramo, and um, Sons of Abraham, Jewish, Christians, and Muslims. So Catholicism is trying to mount over that to encompass um, Jewish to say we do have a common root. So sometimes this is part of the thing in which they are going to have more 
communication with Catholicism, not with the uh, other things. So let, let me enter now into these Quran problems, contradictions with the Bible, just to give you a hint about that. Um, in the Bible, God created the earth in six days and rested on the seventh day. In the Quran, in the Surah 41, 8 to 12, he created the earth in two days, grow in four days, and skies in two days. Total is not seven. Total is eight. So write the shura and, and check, you know, write, take note of that reference and check it with, um, with a, a scripture. Okay, I'm going to follow another thing because there are some, some things that you need to be sure of. Um, in the Quran, Shura 11, uh, verses 40, 48, the Bible says that Noah had three sons that entered into the ark. That is Genesis 7, 1, 7, and 13. And the Quran says Noah had another son who did not enter into the ark and perish in the flood. And, uh, and you have here the revelation or the quotation regarding that topic. I am just entering into a kind of diversity between the Quran and the Bible. And uh, the Bible says that, um, that, um, that Abraham uh, was from Ur of the Chaldeans and died on Hebron. The Quran says that live close to Mecca. And when you check geography, uh, it's, it's not close. Uh, it's, it's not. And, and, and you have that in Shura 2, 125, and 14, 13 to 40. This is regarding Abraham. Okay, I'm going to change. Who sold Joseph? Uh, the Quran says that there was a man named Aziz. That this Aziz was not from Italy. In the Shura 12, 21. And the Bible says it was uh, um, Potiphar, according to uh, the text. Genesis 37, 36. And, um, and the next one is, um, For I am the Lord, I do not change. So, of course, this is something that you were in touch today early in the presentation. Shura 2, uh, verse 106. We do not abrogate a verse or cause it to be forgotten, except that we bring forth one better that, than it, or similar to it. Do you not know that Allah is over all things competent? And one of the things that we were, is the double we, that we uh, mentioned at the beginning, because it's a plural, you know. Um, I don't know if a plural of majesty. Jesus and Mary, divine. And here is a version of the Quran. And uh, probably you need to uh, amplify verses um, between 115 and, and 1117. Um, but the essence is this. And beware the day when Allah will say, Oh, Jesus, son of Mary. Did you say to the people, take me and my mother as deities besides Allah? 
Well, first of all, there is no reference in the Bible about that. There is not such a thing. So there is no record in the Bible, in any part of the Bible, that quotes Jesus saying um, that Mary is, a, is divine or is God. And they get that because Muhammad's first wife's uncle was a Catholic priest. That's where he got his misconception. Well, that, that, that's part of the point I'm going here. At the Council of Ephesus, on 431 after Christ, that means 200 years before Muhammad, okay, happened uh, this council, and Mary was called the mother of God in that council. But it's not in the Bible. Probably can be part of this. And this is one element that is telling you that this individual, Mohammed, are telling elements that are in this environment, in this area. You follow what I'm saying? Is that so, also one of the satanic verses? No, it's not. It's not. The satanic verses affect Al- Almat, Manat, and Alusa. Yeah, this is not. And and, because there is calling them deities. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But it's not the satanic verses. Okay. Because if, let me tell you something, and you are going to understand that. If they were part of the satanic verses, the, the, these verses were already changed, deleted, or adapted. Because the satanic verses were dismantled from the, the version that we have today. The only that remains are the names of the deities. But the meaning is very strange because when you take out something, yeah, the, yeah, when you read it, you read it and there is no sense in the context. So, and, um, and there was a Marian sect established at Mecca and they call Mary divine. Uh, that means God's mother and wife of God. And, um, but taking account that, okay, um, where was born Jesus? According to the Quran, Jesus was born under a palm tree. That is Shura 19, verses 22 and 23. The Bible says that in a manger. And it's very clear in, in the Gospels, and, uh, in the, in, um, and there is a uniformity in those versions. No questions um, regarding that topic coming from the Bible, you know. Um, crucifixion. The crucifixion is denied in the, in the, in the Muslims' uh, uh, community in, in the Quran. The Quran says, and they're saying, indeed, we have killed the Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, the messenger of Allah. And they did not kill him, nor did they crucify him, but another was made to resemble him to them. And indeed, those who differ over it are in doubt about it. They have no knowledge of it except the following of assumption. And they did not kill him for certain. And this is, you, can, you can see the evidence in the Shura. So this is the testimony of the Bible. It's a powerful testimony because all the biblical sources are in harmony. Let me finish and I'm going to 
open maybe a quick panel of questions and answers. Okay, the testimony of Mark, testimony of Matthew, Luke, and John are completely in harmony regarding this. Confusion on Mary, all sister of Aaron. Look at this. Your father was not a man of evil, nor was your mother unchaste. So, um, Mary is confused with Miriam in, in their version. And by the way, there is not too much difference in the Hebrew between Miriam and Maria, or Mary, you know, and that is part of the problem here. But this is what I've been um, talking to you from the beginning, that are anachronisms in the scriptures of the Quran. They don't have an idea about timeline here. And that is the rationale for anachronism. You understand what is an anachronism? You understand what is anachronism? Well, anachronism is when you, when you take um, an element that, it, that happened in history, but when you try to, to put it in, in the history, um, it doesn't match. For example, um, Luke, the Apostle Luke in the book of Acts is texting Paul. And you say, texting Paul. Okay, texting, well, you need to have a smartphone, you need to have internet, and you need to, to have a, a kind of connection. But in those days, impossible. That is anachronism. You, you understand? It's, it's something that is out of its time. Is out of its time in knowledge, is out of its time in the property of relationship, is it's out of the worldview uh, that connects you with the timeline in which it is. And and this is a kind of not only confusion, but also anachronic point of view. Polygamy. Regarding those who made the question. I don't know if they were doing the question for the Mormons or for the Muslims. Polygamy is an institution. It's, a, it's an institution in, in there. Shura for three. By the way, it's not the only one. And if you fear that you will not deal justly with the orphan girls, then marry those that please you or other women, two or three or four. But if you fear that you will not be just, then marry only one or those your right hand possesses. That is more suitable that you may not incline to injustice. This is the vision. And um, it's quite interesting, you know, because here is a kind of limitation, I would say. Very flexible because two, three, or four. One mother-in-law, two mothers-in-law, three mothers-in-law. Four mothers-in-law, okay. But here is 20. Because according to the sources, these are the names of the wives of Mohammed. But for the followers, four enough, and he had about 20. So I, I don't have a picture of them. 
Um, the Mormons, uh, they do have a, a pictorial, Brian Young and Joseph Smith, they, they do have a, a kind of um, gallery of pictures of the wives of them, but here is not of uh, some of them. And here you see one of the names that we were mentioning. And according to what I think or know, this lady used to be with a Christian background. Maria. Okay, and um, um, I I can check. It's in the it's in the internet. Uh, I can tell you that the other day I was reading about that, and there was a Muslim that had he only himself one thousand children. It's in the internet, by the way. It's. Uh, but no sons. He, he didn't have sons, yeah. They died. Um, the ladies, um, be careful with this. Quran and hitting wives. Um, men are in charge of women uh, by right of that Allah has given one over the other and what they spend for maintenance from their wealth. So righteous women are devoutly obedient, guarding in the husband's absence what Allah will have them guard. But those wives from whom you fear arrogance, advise them, uh, then if they persist, forsake them in bed and finally strike them. Uh, there was a... Um, Recently, let me see, I guess it was about two years ago, I, I, if I don't remember wrong, um, there was a book in Spanish, in Spain, How to Hit Your Wife Without Leaving Marks. This is telling you, this is telling you something, you know. Um, um, the, the vision, the vision that, that here is coming is a kind of possession, things, subhuman vision. Maybe, uh, please, I don't want to be rude here, but um, maybe animal vision. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a vision of subhuman. It's, 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 it's critical. Is critical, and and of course this is, in certain sense, is a kind of big contradiction with their view of creation, because they believe and defend the vision of creation, man and female, and when you see that kind of recommendation. That is gross, seriously gross. Okay, anachronism. Okay, we, we refer anachronism. This is from Greek, ana, against, uh, and chronos. Time is chronologically inconsistent in some arrangements, especially a juxtaposition of persons, events, objects, or customs um, from different um, periods of times. Um, and, um, and I, I, I put here the dictionary in Spanish, si tu algo fuera de su época, 
to put something out of its epoch, era, or time. A pharaoh sent to shoot down the shoes, for example, something like that. You know? Well, tomorrow we are going to be talking about a little bit of that. And also, I am going to concentrate in the second part of the presentation of tomorrow morning about the um, uh, mission, outreaching, and how we might be able to work with them. Um, so if you have any questions, I do have five minutes now. If not, yes. Sorry. The, the question I had had was dealing with, it looks like what you're going to address tomorrow, how do you minister to those people who are... I'm going to be dealing tomorrow with them. Yeah. I, uh, Katrina. What's the names of the three daughters again? Allah, Manat is the last one. Alat, Alusa, and Manat. Alat, Alusa, and Manat. Yes. One of the, another contradiction with the uh, Quran and the Bible is the Quran says that it was Ishmael up on Mount Moriah, the yeah. Abraham. Oh, yes. And not Isaac. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't say who, but deletes that it's Isaac. They believe the Quran it's does not say it's Ishmael. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's silent as to who it is. Yeah, there are. <laughs> There are there are many there are many things that um, you know sometimes in my uh, presentation I don't I don't have but selected some of these uh, and probably tomorrow I'm going to um, strike a, a little bit some of them um, but hey thank you for coming see you tomorrow blessings to you. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.